Hey, what's up, guys? This is Zach and Migs Make a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Migs. I'm Zach. Today is our first episode of Zach and Migs Make a Podcast. And our first episode and our, uh, I guess, future episodes for the near future, I said future twice, are going to be WandaVision spoiler discussions. This weekend, Disney Plus released two episodes, episode one and two. We're going to dive into them, talk about them, say what we feel, give our review, and go into like fan theories and uh, fan questions. Yeah, Zach, you want to tell us about the WandaVision? So during this show, it's actually supposed to be about, um, well, we don't really know if she's in a coma, but we're assuming that uh, Wanda is somehow stuck in her mind from the subtle hints that like her subconscious keeps trying to wake her up and like the way she's controlling things around her. And Vision is actually brought back to life. We don't know where he came from or, or how he's back to life, but the Mind Stone is on his forehead. It shouldn't be, uh, as we did see it get destroyed with uh, Thanos. So during the episode, um, it's more, more shot like like in the 50s, I guess you would say. What, what, would it be? Like 50s or 40s? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first uh, the first episode is is kind of in the vein of like the 50s sitcom Dick Van Dyke, uh, Honeymooners. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a shot in that, uh, which is, I think is pretty cool. I think they're pretty much stuck to the, to the script with uh, the 50s shows and how they were and uh, how everybody was kind of happy and fake and whatnot. Uh, there was barely any, like, how you say, conflict and stuff like that, I guess you could say. Um, there, I mean, there was, but there wasn't. Uh, but yeah. I, I really liked how, like, the, 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 the costumes and all that stuff and the way the furniture looked and, like, the house was set up. Uh, a lot of the house was looked, like, in the 50s or what it would look like. They actually arrived at their house just now, and apparently it was just for, for sale, I guess, and they just moved in. But you don't know where they came from or, or, or where they're at. I think it's called Pleasureville? Westview. Westview, okay, Westview. I mean, you said that had a, a significance, right? Uh, well, I don't know if it has a significance. I mean, I kind of saw it. The name of the town is called uh, is, is Westview, which is the same initials as the title show, which is WandaVision. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's another clue as to Wanda's behind this, in, in some sense. At least that's what I believe, like, she's behind it. So she kind of gave... The name of the town, the name of the two people that she's more con- most concerned about, which is herself and and the now resurrected uh, Vision. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, and like during that during the during the show, there was a lot of people coming in and out, and so you, you said that one of them, I think her name was Agnes, the first person who actually uh, came and like you know welcomed them to the town. You think that she may be a yeah. player on the witch, or do you think that's actually her, or it's just part of the? Uh, part of the uh like the reality agnes on the show she's played by katherine uh han so i think she's yeah. a character from the comic books and her name is agatha harkins agatha Hark- harkness harkness yeah a- agatha harkness yes so i think that's who she actually is because her name is agnes uh one which is a close you know relation to agatha and also if you watch the trailers of the show before it came out there's a, a, a quick scene that you see Agnes dressed as a witch for Halloween. And I don't think that was, uh, you know, done by accident. So I think that's who she is. She, in the comic books, teaches Wanda how to control and use her magic powers. So I think, I don't know if she's going to do that in this show, but I think that she's that character none, nonetheless. For those who don't know much about Scarlet Witch, 
her powers are a little more what than what they are in the movie in the comics. Movie that kind of makes it like a I guess you could say what like telekinesis kind of thing going on. Yeah, she's she's like a telepath slash telekinesis. Yeah, and then in the comics, more like uh, hex powers. You said it was, and she uses magic. She actually can alter reality. She tries, and she's one of the most powerful mutants um, known to uh, that universe. And actually, Miguel put me on a really good comic called The House of M, which uh, I think a lot of people should check out. Which actually, this WandaVision is pretty much probably loosely based off of... Yeah, so that's basically... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Wanda was basically probably altering the reality. They don't know, but most likely this is all, all in her head, and she's creating a whole other universe in her head that, you know, Vision's alive and stuff like that. And somehow she's trapped in her own mind. But we don't know how. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the first two episodes I liked, they were definitely, I guess, something that Marvel has I've never done. It, it's completely like sitcom-ish, either purposely or... I don't think that Marvel as a company was just doing it to do it. I feel like they have a story behind why it's a, in a sitcom format. I think something I was thinking about earlier was that the reason that the world might seem like sitcom-ish is because if you think about it, so the, the shows are in the fifth, uh, at least the sitcom episodes that we've seen so far in the 50s and 60s. And then, you know, in the trailers, you see that they go through the 70s, the 80s and 90s. So I think that the reason you see it like that on the show is because Wanda is in some kind of mental state where she's trying to make everything safe for herself. And the reason she uses sitcoms is because when she used to be with uh, Pietro in uh, Sokovia, she used to watch them with her brother and that's where she feels safe and that's where she feels at home. So she takes what she used to watch as a kid and, you know, puts that as a reality for her and, and Vision. So that's why I think you, you see the sitcom format in the show because she's had a mental breakdown and she uses the sitcoms kind of version of reality to keep her, I guess, at peace somewhat. So that's what I think is going on. Okay. Okay. One of the things that I think is going on. No, it, it sounds like, it sounds very plausible. Honestly, I think that she got captured probably by another organization. And at the end of episode, what was it? Two, you saw someone try to break into her mind. Now we don't, we don't, we might think it's sword because at the end of episode four, I mean, no, I'm sorry, episode four, I'm sorry. Episode one, it zooms out at the end of the episode. And you see someone watching a TV, which most likely they're watching her mind play out. You see someone taking notes with the sword insignia. And it looks like they're in like, in like a lab. You're saying that it's probably them trying to figure out what's wrong with her. At the end of episode two, though, it seems like that might be a hive agent. But then it also has, when we, we slowed it down, I told you to play it back. We did see that it was it was a sword insignia. So it might be someone trying to break in um, into her like reality. Um, and then she obviously... Uh, didn't want that to happen and realized, you know, what was happening and kind of rewinded uh, the whole like situation. And then as it like it never happened, like basically kicked that, kicking that person back out of her, about out of her subconscious, which I think someone actually put her in that state. Who? I don't know. Because you were saying something about that Mephisto, right? One of the one of the basically the, the devil in um, Marvel Comics was one the one behind House of M. So do you think he's involved? He's involved now. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think, I think he might be behind it. I don't think it's an organization behind it. I think it's uh, an individual behind it. And I feel like 
that he's going to be the next bad, uh, big bad they have to come after. Besides, like you know, I mean, obviously Thanos was gone. So yeah, uh, you thinking that Mephisto might be the new one? Well, no, I don't think he's the big bad for like the MCU. I think he's just the big bad for that show, and maybe it it'll he'll he'll, he'll boil over as a villain into Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be like the ultimate big bad for the MCU as a whole. So yeah, I, I think he might be behind it. I don't think any organization is. I think that. She is in sword custody, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that they put her in the state. I think that, yeah, I think that she's in their custody, but they're trying to figure out what's wrong with her and why is she in the mental state or breakdown that, that she is in. And they're trying to get into her warped reality to wake her up. Just like you saw, like during the radio the part of the second episode when she's talking to, I think her name is Dottie, that the radio starts going off and they're like, Wanda, can you read me? Who's doing this to you? Are you okay? I think they're trying to get in, but Wanda doesn't want to let them in because she doesn't want to go back to the real world. She'd rather just be, you know, in... Happy. Yeah, happy. In, for, in, a, state of, in a state of bliss, basically. Right, right, exactly. So that's what I think is uh, is going on. So you don't think anybody's behind it? Because I saw that uh, a lot. Of, a lot of people were not as an organization. No, I think someone's behind it. As in, um, uh, an ind- individual. Yeah, like Mephisto. I think Mephisto. I think she wants to be happy, so she has this. I think he pushed her kind of to have like this fake reality for her to be happy. But I think he's doing that for his own like nefarious purposes. Uh, maybe to after she's happy push her to do other things where the reality you know warping powers that she has uh, I'm, I'm not sure yeah it's, it's complicated, complicated. Basically. <laughs> i think she's yeah i think i think she, i think she's in control i think she's aware that it isn't real but i feel like uh you know mefesto might be doing something on the sidelines like whispering in her ear like hey you should give yourself you happiness that. you should do this you should do that and he might be doing, yeah, he might be doing it to kind of either get something from her or remove her from the playing field. Because if you think about it, like if she's one of the most powerful superheroes, let's say, because she's not confirmed as a mutant. So um, let's just say she's one of the most powerful mu- um, superheroes in the MCU. And he's aware of this. He would get her out of commission, you know, because if her and Vision are in reality warping bliss, those are two people he doesn't need to worry about. And then Iron Man's gone. Cap is gone. Thor and the uh, as Guardians are off worlds. So the only people that are on Earth would be, you know, Falcon, Hawkeye, and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. You know, which is a way lesser strength team than the rest of them combined. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just throwing shit at the wall right now. Hey, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I only thought it was aimed because of the guy that came out at the uh, at the end of the episode two. But, like, the sword kind of threw me off. Right. On the back of his uh, beekeeper costume. Uh, for those who don't know who AIM is, it's, a, it's an organization called uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics. Uh, they were in already introduced in uh, the Iron Man 3 movie. Aldrich Killigian, the uh, bad guy, he was that that was his, um, I guess, think tank or whatever. And then it'd be, obviously it, it blossoms. To become a, a organization that eventually tries to be like Hydra. Miguel feels like they're uh, the uh, Backstreet Boys of uh, the villain world. They never really come up with anything uh, good, or there's no one that uh, is in aim that feels like is is an actual threat. Um, 
which it probably isn't in them since the sword was behind them, uh, behind the beekeeper costume. So it, it probably is not. It's probably just sword trying to get in to her reality to wake her up besides her own subconscious because we do see that uh, parts of her subconscious try to wake her up herself. Like the hearts, the, the uh, vision's boss. He comes over, he starts asking difficult questions like, where are you from? Uh, why'd you come here? Do you guys plan to have kids? Blah, blah, blah. And he keeps egging it on. And then eventually uh, Wanda starts thinking about like, where, where did they come from? You know, what, why, why are we here? Like, I guess her subconscious, in order to shut up the boss, like starts making the boss choke on a piece of uh, potato. And then like a creepy scene ensues with the boss's wife who starts telling, um, telling the, uh, bo- her husband to stop. And then eventually turns to Wanda to tell her to stop it. And uh, we both agree that's kind of creepy. That's all, the whole scene becomes a uh, little, little bit of a, uh, what do you call it, a horror movie? Before I guess, that, kinda, that happens, that's in the first episode. So yeah, that's at the, basically at the ending of the first episode. But, so before that, there's, always, there's little things that you could point out that kind of gives you hints of something not being right. But then I, th- that, that was the first big like thing that happens in the show that shows you like all right uh there's something seriously wrong with wanda with vision and with the people around them the first i think the first thing that really happened kind of uh you know makes it an eye opener is the fact that when vision goes to work uh he's over here working like you know really fast and then he gives away whatever he's done to the, his co-worker and then he starts to question like but what do we do here? And he's like, well, you know, we're computational services. And, like, literally, like, the, the company's just basically named after the fact that Vision's basically a walking-talking supercomputer, you know, Android. But he doesn't know what they do. And he's trying to figure it out. But, uh, you know, he can't have an answer. He doesn't know an answer to what, what his company does. And I think that's the first thing that you uh, start realizing that maybe this is not real. You did point out that Vision is probably alive in her reality, like, as a real, an actual person. Because he's the only one that they show off screen with without Wanda, and uh, he starts to question his own existence as well. Um, out of the only like you know characters in that reality or her her subconscious, so um, he might be alive in in in, in, in a certain sense with her in, within her mind. You know what I mean? Because uh, wasn't the mind stone? Actually, no, that was the spirit stone, right? The soul stone. So technically, no. Yeah, 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 he has a mind yeah, So, so a actually, mind talking about that, I have some questions from our quote-unquote fans. One, uh, one of them is from um, Sin Ropa. He asks, is Vision alive? Please explain. So it's not confirmed if he's alive or not. I think he's alive. Like I, like you had mentioned earlier, I think he's alive. I don't think she, he's a, I don't think he's a figment of her imagination simply because you see him when she's not around. Like he goes, he's, he's, he goes to work, goes to activities with the rest of the uh, husbands. He does his, he goes on his quote unquote uh, own adventures and she was under control of anything that wasn't real. I think it would only be when she was within range or within an eye, an, an eye shot. So I think she brought him back to life and he is completely alive. So I think no matter what happens at the end, he's going to be alive unless she purposely goes out of his way to make him cease to exist again. It looks like he has a soul stone. I mean, not the soul stone, the mind stone in his forehead. I, I don't think it's the actual mind stone anymore. I think it's just for him to look exactly how he used to, but I don't think that's the stone at all anymore. I think it's just 
aesthetically the same or visually the same as what it used to look like. And let me see, I think we have one more question here. Shade of Sin asks, what do we think about the first two episodes and what do we expect to see in the future? I thought the first two episodes were pretty good, man. I did like the fact that uh, it's already going towards like, you know, color. Obviously at the end of the episode, I believe the whole uh, room turns into color and stuff like that. And it's sort of introducing color little by little. So like you pointed out actually that the toaster in the Stark commercial actually had a red light and everything else was still black and uh, black and white or whatever. Um, I don't know what that signifies. I don't know why it would have a red light, but I do like the, the progression going with it. I think it's going at a good rate. What do I expect to see in the future for this show? I feel like the only way they're going to get Wanda out of her subconscious would probably be Doctor Strange coming in. I believe that he's going to end up, probably at like maybe the last episode, he'll probably show up, get her out of her subconscious and tell her like, you're not really, this is not real. You have to wake up. At this point, he's the only one who, who wields magic, right? That's introduced into the show besides, you know, Scarlet Witch. Um, there's no one else. So, as of right now, I think he's going to go in there and then maybe Agatha is a real person. Maybe not. Maybe, like, well, Agnes is really Agatha. Who knows? Um, she seems to be a little aware about stuff. She kind of goes out of character once in a while. I don't know if it's her or not, but like we said, we'll, we'll find out in later episodes. But I think that Doctor Strange will show up, and he's the one who's going to get her out of her mm -hmm. uh, her uh, reality and uh, probably wake up Vision. Um, well, wake her up. Uh, I did like the fact that they're incorporating the twins, um, which obviously at the end of the episode two, you find out she's pregnant. Uh, spoiler alert, sorry. She does have twins. Will they change it in the show? Well, she has twins in it. Well, she has she has twins in the Well, comics. yeah, yeah. So I'm saying she has twins. What I, I was gonna say, like, will they do that in the show? I don't know. Uh, if they're gonna stick to the comic and or just maybe give her one kid, uh, we'll find out. Uh, most likely at like episode three or four, uh, when she has the, the 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 babies. What about you? What do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, man. I, I like the first two episodes. I, I, I like I said, had stated earlier. I love the fact that Marvel. Went all in on the whole sitcom thing, you know. They they, they changed the format uh, of how you watch it to like you know old school kind of television screens as opposed to the the sixteen uh, I think sixteen by nine ratio or something like that, the widescreen ratio basically. I like that they had the fake yeah. audience, uh, which actually I think for some episodes they actually had real audiences sitting there laughing and things like that, which I thought was cool. Yeah, you know, I like how it's it's basically like a like a mystery and and it's slowly peeling back what's at the center of of all this craziness so I, i'm excited it makes me want to like you know go back to i'm um, not come not go back but come back the next week to see what happens in episode three because like you know there's a bunch of things that are unanswered like who's in control mm -hmm. who's the guy on the radio why she is she able to rewind like time and, and things like that who's the beekeeper uh, all those things, you know, makes you want to come back. So I, I like it. Uh, and then what I s expect to see in the future, yeah. I think we're going to see the twins, definitely. Because you, you can even see it in the trailer. She There's two um, bassinets and two pacifiers being thrown in the air. I think next episode... During the talent show, it was also they also kept repeating uh, for the kids. Yeah, for the children. They kept, they kept for saying the for the children, yeah. yeah. So, which obviously means more than one kid, so she's definitely having twins. So, uh, yeah, so I think you're going to see the kids be born probably by the next by, by, by next episode. And then I think before the end of the series, the kids are going to be at least five or six. Like, 
and if if not like more like because if you think about it they're going into the 70s i feel like they're gonna go up every decade but the kids aren't gonna age up every decade you get what i'm saying because then it wouldn't make sense because if that was the case, by the time they'll be they'll be like they'll be like forty. Yeah, and and then plus even even Vision and Scarlet Witch, if they follow yeah, the, they'd be old as hell. So I think they're gonna go up two or three years every decade instead. So by the time yeah. you get to like their early, the two thousand ten two thousand twenty, they're gonna be like in their early teens or whatever the case is, uh, which will lead up to them being able to join the the Young Avengers whenever those. That show or that movie happens. I do think Doctor Strange is going to pop up in either the last episode or, or the, la- the before the last episode. And uh, let me see. What else? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty much all I can think of. Uh, it was Doctor Strange and the twins popping up, obviously. And um, you were saying, you were thinking that maybe if Doctor Strange does come, that, that either Vision is going to stay alive uh, out of the reality. You know what I mean? Or... Either all, all three of them will like come out of the you know reality alive and into the you know the actual world, uh, which will be cool. I mean, I think that will definitely lead into the mutant thing, because uh, before uh, before Disney actually bought you know Fox, they were calling uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver uh, miracles. Miracles. Yeah, yeah. they were not to call them mutants, but now they are, which is uh, which is good. So they're probably going to go into the mutant thing with the multi multiverse madness in Doctor Strange too. Um, you think yeah. that they're gonna solely bring them out though, like uh, the mutants? So I've seen people online saying that they're gonna use the multiverse of madness movie to bring in mutants, and I, I mean that could be true. I just don't see it happening that way because it's like, all right, let's say Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange go into another reality, and there's mutants in that reality. What are you gonna do? You gonna bring them all back? Like, like, what do you, just because you yeah. go to another, you know, it's not like you bring it, it's not like the Spider-Verse that you go to another universe and you just yeah, 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 pick yeah. one person and bring it back. Like, no, you, are you going to bring back all of them? Like, no. Are you going to come back and be like, oh, exactly. Are you going to go back yeah. and be like, oh, well, that reality had mutants. We don't. Let's make some. <laughs> like, millions of no, millions. I, I honestly feel like mutants are going to come at the end of WandaVision. And I think she's gonna kickstart it. Um, I think she's gonna utter some words like, like the opposite of what she said in House of M. Yeah, I think she's gonna do the exact opposite of what she did at House of M, which she uttered the words "No more mutants." I think she's gonna do something like "We are mutants" or something like that along the lines. And then from there, the mutant gene is created, and then mutants are gonna start either being born or their powers are gonna start manifesting randomly across the world. But that's just my idea. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I think it might come as... I don't think it's going to come during WandaVision. I think it might come uh, at the end. Uh, well, you know. Yeah, I think it's going to come at... If it's not going to come in WandaVision, I think it's going to come in an after credit scene. Probably in uh, in Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Portal left is left open and then someone falls through and then, you know, a whole other fucking thing comes through. You know what I mean? That's the only other way I can see them doing it. But like you said, what, what's going to happen? There's going to yeah. be millions of mutants coming through a portal that's still left open. Like, that makes no sense. So, could be that. Could be the Wanda thing. Um, her saying the exact opposite. I don't know what she's going to say. And how to make it organic. You know what I mean? Without forcing it. You know what I mean? But, because uh, obviously when she said that no mutants, she was obviously in distress. And it made sense. 
because of what she was going through at the time in the comic. So where was I? Oh, there was a there was a part um, about Vision that made me think he is alive. Was that when the 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 boss was choking? Uh, you noticed that Vision like like was wanted to help him, uh, but couldn't move. It was like he he couldn't move or whatever. And that's obviously he was just sitting sitting there. You know what I mean? With, with Wanda, who was obviously in shock, and then um, the the wife, who was obviously creepily uh, repeating the same phrase over and over again. Uh, Vision looked like he wanted to help, and which is obviously against uh, his character that we know him to be. You know what I mean? Like he's helpful. He wants to help and save people. Uh, he would immediately react had it been the, um, right. the real world, uh, but he was just stuck there until Wanda decided to tell him to help. So I think that he is cognizant of the fact that it's not um, that something's wrong with their reality and where, where they're living, but I think he just doesn't say anything. Yeah, I feel like he's aware, but he understands why. She's in control. Yeah, he understands that she's in control. She brought him back. And she's doing this because she's lived a horrible life and she believes she deserves happiness. And he, Since he loves her, he's kind of like, you know what, I'll ride this wave as well. You know, even though it's not the, probably the most uh, best way to use your powers, but whatever. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Any more questions? Yeah, no, no, I don't have any any more questions. just wanted to run, out, run down some, before we go, some Easter eggs that were in episode uh, one and two. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, I'm, I'm going to uh, quick fire through these. In episode two, uh, the opening was similar to that of Bewitched, like the animated uh, intro. They had the same, basically the same art style of uh, Bewitched. Yeah. The yes. calendar in, season, in uh, episode yeah. one that had the heart on the 23rd of August is a stubble nod to the issue of Avengers 238 where vision is reactivated because prior to that a few issues before that he's turned off because of you know whatever it is something happened to him so he gets reactivated in 238 which is another clue to me that they're basically saying like hey he's he's back we reactivated him he's back so also um one of these eggs was the stark toaster oven also, uh, upon me reading, when the toaster when the toast is done, the the alarm is the same sound of the repulsor raise. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. Yeah if, yeah, if you go back, it sounds like the Iron Man uh, repulsor oh, okay. raise. Yeah. Also, the the wine in, in the uh, episode one, uh, it, it was in French, and it says, uh, "What does it say again? House of Misery." which is another nod to the comic book that the show is kind of loosely based off which is house of m and then the 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 font used for the word misery is the exact same font that magneto uses on his suit for the name magneto uh, there was another easter egg the watch it was a strucker strucker watch which was uh baron uh, baron strucker was the one who created a uh, um scarlet witch and quicksilver he was the one who um he was the scientist and Hydra, uh, the guy with the monocle, he uh, created both of them. Uh, he obviously died. Well, that that we, we think he died, right? I believe he died. Did we watch him die? Yeah, he died. He um, Ultron yeah, killed him. Ultron killed him. Yeah, yep. yeah. Ultron so, killed uh, him. I don't know why he was introduced as an Easter egg. Uh, could be something. Could be nothing. That's why people are assuming that um, the beekeeper suit is AIM because technically, 
Baron Strucker was the one who uh, created AIM, not um, Aldrich Killian. Well, that's that's what I read anyway. I'm not sure, uh, but I'm pretty sure he's the one who actually created AIM. You're probably right. Um, I haven't looked uh, into that because, uh, just because uh, I don't really like uh, what's his name. I don't like AIM, but you you said that earlier. Um, let's see. Um, yeah. At the end of uh, episode one, start seeing the credits for WandaVision. Uh, the camera starts to pan back, and you see that Wanda and Vision are actually being watched by someone. And you don't know who it is, but if you look at the monitor right next to the screen where Wanda and Vision are being looked at, there's a sword symbol. Uh, so that's your first clue as to you know knowing that it's sword kind of involved. Then uh, let's see what we got. Sword? Uh, wow, I don't even have the acronym. Yeah, I don't have the, uh, the acronym up. But it's um. Sentient World Observation Response Division. Uh, yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, which is basically like the S.H.I.E.L.D. version, uh, but in outer space. Yes. They're more proactive yeah. to uh, oh, here, here we go. threats that are, that are going to come to Earth. So they go after it instead of waiting for it to come. Right. Basically. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, which is an opposite of what of S.H.I.E.L.D. does. Huh. We had this conversation, but we're not going to go there. Yeah, absolutely wrong. Um, also... <laughs> Uh, in episode two, Wanda keeps hearing a thud, and she finally goes out to investigate, and that's when she finds a miniature red helicopter with the sword symbol again, and then the color scheme is that of Iron Man's suit, red, crimson, red, and gold. Yeah, yeah, yes it was. Any reason that is? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, again... Uh, all this might be coming just because Stark was, you know, she hated Stark when she first met him or she first knew of him because when her city or her country got bombed, it was using Stark missiles. Stark. Yeah, Stark. so she has a certain, she had a certain issue with him and his company. See, you mentioned the watch and yeah, that's pretty much, uh, pretty much it uh, for the Easter eggs that, you know, that... There, 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 were, there were a bit more in, uh, in in episode one and two, but I don't really want to go into them because they're just too, like, nah. It's just a waste of time, honestly. Some have to do with like other, uh, some have to do with like other shows and and things like that that aren't related to Marvel, and it's just no point. But um, so yeah, you have any uh, closing uh, remarks before we uh, leave? Uh, absolutely, no, I do not actually. I don't. I do not oh, have closing standard. remarks for that show. Um, like I said, it's only like the second episode, so it's like. They give you like a little bit, they're only half hour episodes, so it's not much to uh, go off of. It can go any direction, to be honest. Uh, we just know that it's going to keep going into the future with the kids, so uh, we're going to find out uh, why she's stuck in there and if she's actually creating the universe or something someone's making her do it. Uh, I think it would be cool if it, it is Mephisto, but hey, that's just me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, I would like to see Ghost Rider back on screen. That'd be cool. Yeah, hopefully not. As long as it's not played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you really don't like Nicolas Cage, do you? No, I like him. I just, you know, I don't... Nah, I'm good. I don't need him in that role. I don't need him in that role. <laughs> At uh, all. Who would you, wait, who would you, who would you want to play then? I have no idea. It's not Nicolas Cage. <laughs> There's people that get paid for that. To, to, to cast people. <laughs> I just don't need Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got, man. What about you? Yeah, no, no, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, 
the spoiler discussion for episode three. We're also gonna drop a most anticipated films of 2021 uh, sometime between episode the spoiler discussion for episode three. Hopefully, we can do that before that. Remember to like, share, comment on our uh, podcast, subscribe, and all that stuff. We would appreciate the support. If you guys have any pointers, any comments, uh, suggestions, questions for the next episode, um, drop it in any of our social media accounts or wherever we post the podcast, and uh, we'll try to get to it in the uh, next episode. So, again, uh, I'm Migs. I'm Zach. And this is Zach and Migs Make a Podcast. Thanks for stopping by, guys. We'll see you soon. Boom.